Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. You must be 21 or older. Everybody and welcome on into this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. We are past the NFL draft, and oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about, especially as it relates to the draft day ladies of the NFL. My co-host and I, we are going to do a draft of our favorite NFL draft gals. Uh, we got some NBA playoffs to talk about. And of course, mm-hmm. our poor Eddie Spaghetti, he is mourning over the New York Rangers season. I'm thinking about giving him a hockey minute, but just one minute this time, not 17. We've got that and so much more. It's all coming up on Megan Fun of Sports. But please welcome in my co-host, the beautiful and talented <laughs> Megan Kelly. Wow. I was like, am I going to talk this episode? Maybe just <laughs> sit here and watch Megan go because she's <laughs> killing it. <laughs> How are you? Oh, Megan, uh, it's a wild Tuesday out here in Los Angeles. Um, I I'll kick off I'll kick off the show with my moron of the week because it pertains to what's uh, what's happening in my life right now. Um, the moron of the morons plural of the week to me are the heads of Hollywood studios. For those of you that don't know, the Writers Guild of America, the union that represents writers in show business, went on strike at the strike of midnight last night, like Cinderella. We put our pencils down. Um, There's so much that I could say about this. I'll direct you to some other podcasts that I think have done a really good job explaining the behind the scenes, the town, which is on the ringer. Oh, I love the town with Matt Bellany. Yes. Only 30 minutes. So you guys, it's a quickie, but it's a goodie. You can learn a lot about Hollywood and the business of it. They've done two, at least two episodes on this impending strike that's now happening. I just, um, I want to say I am a member of the WGA. I am a television writer by day. It's an amazing job. It has um, given me the ability to to meet and do so many incredible things. I did not get into stand-up to be a writer. So it's kind of like a backdoor dream come true because it wasn't a dream I even had. And over the past few years, it has absolutely been eroded. The things that we are asking for are so minimal. They would equate to 2% of these massive studios. We're talking Amazon. We're talking Warner Brothers. These are big, giant companies. 2% of their profit is what we were asking for. And on a lot of the things, they simply refused to even counter. We said, hey, can you just make sure that you don't replace all of us with AI? And they said, yeah, we're not even going to counter on that. We'll give you a meeting every year to talk about it if you want. So it's it's really gotten out of hand. The strike started today. You're going to notice all the late night shows, SNL, The Daily Show, they will be reruns. Those are shows that need to be written every single day. They're topical. And then you'll probably start to feel the effects on um, broadcast depending on how long this goes, we're hearing a wide range. But if you're deciding, is it the WGA or the studio side I want to be on? The heads of these studios make 10, 20, 30 million dollars a year. And I have friends who are successful TV writers who cannot afford rent. So that is the side you should be on. All of these studios are run by some of the ugliest men I've ever seen in my life. Um, There's a graphic going around of how much they make, and they're all hideous, too. So take a look at that. Do some research on it. And I will be standing in solidarity with my fellow writers. Um, Thank you for informing us all on something that I don't know much about and truthfully need to learn more. So I'm going to tune into that podcast that you so kindly recommended. I do love Matt Bellany's work. Big fan, big fan. Um, My moron of the week is Dylan Brooks. Megan, you and I talked about this last week. We wanted them more on last week. Yes, and we we really wanted the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies to um, sing Kumbaya, go on a retreat, go climb some ropes, um, meditate, really um, have a heart to heart, whatever it is that they do. I always see that Coors Light commercial with the guy when his wife leaves and he gets in the bathtub with his Coors Light and his iPad and watches games. I don't know, whatever it is that these men need to do. I was hoping the Memphis Grizzlies would be able to get that done. Um, it doesn't look 
that way. Uh, the Grizzlies, I can't, what can I not talk today? The Grizzlies, they informed Dylan Brooks that um, he will not be back next year. He will not be brought back under any circumstances was the quote. Yes. And any circumstances is a lot of different circumstances. So they're saying the rest of the team could be lost at sea. The rest of the team could be freaky Friday with their own children. And they would rather have the toddlers of Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. playing basketball than Dylan Brooks. I like a true dagger and he absolutely brought this on himself. LeBron has now tweeted since they won and the lots of um, LeBron loves the emoji with like the cursing thing over his face. Um, Yeah. LeBron is a big, he's the goat of emojis for sure. Just not under any circumstances is so severe. Mm -hmm. I I believe a team in Japan was trending today because everyone was joking. That's where Dylan Brooks is going to be playing. I also saw Dwight Howard was trending today as well. People thinking maybe, um, Dylan Brooks leaving could mean Dwight Howard enters back into the NBA. We don't know. It's not um, one door closes and a window opens. But listen, it, he was trending, but he was trending on there and it, and I clicked it and I was like, oh, why is he oh. trending? And it was like, oh, maybe he could be tied to the Memphis Grizzlies. We don't really know what's happening, but Dylan Brooks, RIP. Um, it seems like maybe putting him and Kyrie Irving on the same team could be a reality TV show that we all didn't know we wanted or didn't know we needed, but maybe we do. Happy to watch it as long as it's not the Pacers. I think everyone is like, oh, please, please don't wind up here. Um, Eddie, we know you're having a tough one. Please join us for your moron. My my moron is me. I am the moron no. because I like sports. I watch sports. I believe in sports. Mm-hmm. I believe in men, um, you know, who I don't know who skate on frozen water with knives on their feet and why they affect my mood the way they do to where I either go for long drives or break furniture or scream, yell and curse the television. And it like for it to negatively impact my life uh, in such a way. And then you go, OK, well, you know what? The Rangers are going. They're always the Yankees. Nope. Last place, ALE, the whole entire team on the uh, injured list here. Humongous payroll does not matter. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just it is the worst feeling. So I'm the more anyone who cares about sports the way I do is a moron. When reversely, the men's the week, people who don't like sports, people who uh, make Mm. use of their time, people who read and go bird watching and and exercise and watch cartoons and just don't care about sports. They are smart uh, and their lives are a lot better, a lot more positive than mine is. So, um, yeah, those are my menches and and morons of the week. This offseason, this summer, Eddie is going to be picking up bird watching in Southern California, and we will have updates for you weekly on this uh, very show, Megan Fun of Sports. I just decided it right now. So, Eddie, please let us know how the birds are doing. And so, Eddie, Cal. Eddie, can I get you to come back for uh, a follow up question? Okay. Sure. I didn't know if you were going to Dylan Brooks me and say in store. <laughs> no, here. no, no. I'm store always out. here. Storm out of your room. Um, is so the, the Rangers lost that night. The night Correct. before, the, the Bruins, who Maybe. had the greatest season in NHL history mm-hmm. and won the President's Cup, which is almost a curse at this point because they then go on to lose in overtime in Correct. Game 7 to the Florida Panthers. It's like, uh, how many Panthers do we need? Um, does it? Do you take any peace in knowing that the Rangers did not have the most catastrophic exit to the Stanley Cup playoffs? Without a doubt. I've been saying okay. this on, on every on every show on our network. The Bruins losing with the all-time greatest regular season and wins and in total points. And then also the defending cup champions, the Avalanche, also losing to an expansion team in their second year. It definitely makes it a lot better. If the Rangers were playing any other team, almost any other team besides like the Devils, a chief rival, mm-hmm. I'd feel a little bit better about it too. Um, but so that, that definitely happens. It definitely makes me feel a lot better. It, it, and I understand that I, I think by far because it's four seven game series and the NHL is a sport where eight seeds beat one seeds like it's, you know, no, no, no one thinks twice about it. <laughs> it's the hardest sport to win the, the Stanley Cup to win the, the championship of the sport. And, uh, you know, it, the Bruins and just why this stuff happens, I think players over the long season, just they get injured. They play through injuries. Teams lose a lot of gas. Um, the NHL regular season really is just a way to build chemistry and stay healthy and then just get in the dance, which is you really can't say for the other sports. So um, it is tough and I have to understand that. But right now it's definitely a struggle. I said before on EP that I feel like I'm uh, I'm Roman Roy, like not really processing the the father's death yet. And like, like just kind of pushing everything down and to not be uh, upset. But one day it's going to come. It's going to slam you like a ton of bricks. 
and you're going to yell at a scars guard on a mountain and exactly. and you just des- and you deserve that moment. Okay? Are you like Shiv Roy now? Are you renting rooms to cry, reserving rooms? That, I didn't even think of that. That is an awesome idea, Megan. I'm going to I'm actually going to use like a, a unused closet in my house and just like close the door, be in the darkness and just uh, and weep over it. I won't be able to, you know, hug my dad when the Rangers are hoisting the Stanley <laughs> Cup. That's a really good idea. We should talk to Sal and make sure someday when there's an extra points office, we do have a crying room for people who are suffering a bad beat or a bad loss um, to just, you know, take the time that they need. So we're all thinking of you this week. We are thinking of you. you. I I texted you last night right when I saw and I was not expecting a response, but I just needed you to know that we. We were with you. I, I saw it in the morning. I, I'm not I, gonna I lie. When they lost, I did chuckle a little, Eddie. No, I, I, I did appreciate it. it. My my phone. I I took my Apple Watch off and I took my yeah. phone. I put it in a different room. And I was like, I don't need this tonight. Don't need to go uh, to see text. Don't need to go on yeah. on Reddit. Don't need to go on Twitter and see people I mentions mocking or anything. So I was like, I just needed a reprieve for a bit. So, but I do I do appreciate that. At, that was me with Purdue. I put the phone in another room and then went about my life. And I and I still haven't grieved it. That's <laughs> totally okay. You All guys right. are better people than me. On um, Sunday night, the Bruins were playing. And um, Andrew and I have a very good friend who is a diehard Bruins fan. Andrew supports the Bruins, but doesn't live and die by them. And so in our in a group chat, I started trolling our Bruins friend fan and saying yeah. that I was a Panthers fan because I live in Florida and I was so excited about the Panthers. And Andrew was sitting across the room dying laughing. And I said, why won't you chime in on this text? It will be funner if we roast him together. And he said, listen, the Celtics play tomorrow. And I'm just not. I don't need the karma. I yep, don't need the karma. Yeah. So it was just a one one band roast team. Yeah, on I, I took to Twitter after the Bruins loss and said, I'm sad for that team. And I'm honestly kind of glad to see Boston fans be sad because they just they they win so much that it's like you need to experience a little salt in the wound that the rest of us have. Okay, on a lighter note, my mensch this week, Megan, we are we have not we're not hard on the nuggets. We just don't care about the nuggets. We said it. It's like Jokic, they they do nothing for me. The the one thing I ever remember is Jamal Murray's accidental going live on Instagram. And that's probably not a headline they want (laughs) me to be bringing up every episode. But at the end of the Nuggets victory over the Suns last night, Nikola Jokic was walking to the uh, to the sideline and he thought, I don't know why I was like, oh, the locker room. It was gone from my memory. He's walking to the locker room. He finds his wife and daughter in the stands. His daughter is like 19 months old. So cute. And the daughter, the 19 month old, her name is on Jenna points to her ring finger. Now this is a baby. This is an absolute baby points to her ring finger. So cute in a celebration to say, Dada, you're going to win that ring. And he waves to her and points to his ring finger back. And, and I said, Oh my gosh, I guess I like the nuggets now. Like all, all it took was for me to see the cutest little girl. That's, that's extensive. Yeah, I was going to say, no, tell us, but, but tell us as like the parent on the inside of this, the, the people who don't have children at home, like myself, watch just like, Oh my God, the baby's so smart. This had to be one of those things the parents worked on. So it'd be like, Practice. what is yes. Dada going to win? A ring. ring. What is Dada gonna win? A ring. ring. And like, this is a little girl who's probably learning multiple languages at once because there's probably um, language spoke at home. She may go to a daycare where there's another language. This girl, she is advanced to to know where your ring finger is and to know. And and he didn't even prompt her. Like her mama was just holding her and she said, Dada. And and you know what? She had something because the Nuggets are up 2-0 on the Suns and the Suns are looking bad. <laughs> now we need your husband to teach Conrad to go, Conrad, what is LeBron going to win? And then Conrad will go, ring. So, so every you know, time LeBron's on TV, yeah. Conrad will also point to it. And then we have a viral baby. Yeah. And then we all make, well, you make millions. And I'll take a little cut for the idea. <clears throat> so something we did not even teach Conrad, he loves to point. Um, whenever we get him out of his crib, he like points. His name is above there. He has a map above his changing table. He loves to point at it. But as he was approaching one, he kept doing it more and more. And so when we were at his birthday party on Sunday, he just kept going up to everybody 
pointing or going one. And it's so cute because he's like, I don't really even know if he knows that he's one, but like when he puts his finger up, everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> and so you can do it for anything. Be like, how are the Lakers? He goes, one. And it's like, okay, good. How's mama? One. How's Conrad? One. And it really, it really does work. I love it. All right. Let's get the ring thing going. Um, okay. You, know, you and CJ can work on that tonight. My mensch of the week. Oh man, it is the Chicago White Sox on Sunday. I think I probably lost. I'll give it at least six months off of my life from this game. If you have not been following the White Sox, good for you. It has been a waste of my time the last month, we'll call it. Um, They were on the verge of an 11 game losing streak, which would be the longest losing streak the White Sox have faced in 95 years. Yeah, that's the trouble with baseball. It's been around oh, so long. <laughs> like, oh my God, we're worse than the, than the 1934 one. And those White Sox, they were in a Great Depression. They didn't even have bread to eat. It was so I'm watching this game and the White Sox, they go up early. And I, I feel I feel good about this. Um, unfortunately, the game is blacked out. So I have to go through different ways to watch the game, which is very stressful. I subscribe to the White Sox package, but they were in Tampa. It's a whole thing. Anyways, so I'm getting so stressed out because they're up 3-1 and then they go down. I'm like, I have to go on my run. I'm just going to go run and I'm going to listen to this game on the radio while I'm on my run. So I put the game on. I'm listening to DJ and it's the eighth inning. The White Sox give up. Um, they give up seven runs and they go, they go down by four, which is a lot of runs in one inning. So we're we're headed to the bottom of the ninth inning and they are trailing four runs and they're in the midst of a 10 game lose streak. I'm running through neighborhoods of Orlando, Florida, swearing out loud. I am surprised that the police were not called because I'm I, sure that's, that's normal in Orlando. I am swearing. So I have to turn it off and then turn it back on. I get home and the rally has started. Now they're only down two runs. They end up winning the game courtesy of an Andrew Vaughn walk-off home run. And I'm not going to lie to you. It did feel like the White Sox had won a playoff game for me. It was a big win and there was no one in the stands. The celebration was a complete joke. It is so sad, but um, I have to say the joy of winning was so much better than the misery of losing those 10 games. It's already made up for itself almost. I feel great. And they start again today and I'm optimistic. Um, And I think this could be the point of the season that the White Sox turn it around. So we're feeling good. We are feeling great. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's good to see your, your delusion and Eddie's just absolute depression in like two minutes of each other. It really, we've all encapsulated what it is to be a sports fan. Um, Congratulations to prop quiz winner, you won row seven, right? Um, so no, no White Sox curse on you. And with that, we're <laughs> going to take a quick break and we'll be back with some NBA playoff news. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull. That's O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. And then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get it right back as a bonus bet. Must be 21 plus, offer valid, and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet. $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and rewards credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promo for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem in Arizona? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino? Call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 
licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and response Referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We sit here right now. It is Tuesday afternoon. Warriors have beat the Sacramento Kings. I'm so sorry, Megan. Oh, it was so sad. But watching Steph Curry put up 50 points never gets old. Uh, uh, yes. So it, it was a it was an amazing series. Game seven left a little to be desi- um, desired. They they won by 20. Yes. Um, but it was a game really until midway through the fourth quarter. And yeah. that's when Steph went nuclear. And there's no stopping Steph when he goes nuclear. And really, for them to come back um, losing game six at home, the way yes. they lost it, short rest, they have to turn around. Clay They're had a, nothing. They're a Cl- terrible road team this year. They're the worst road team in the NBA. Amazing <clears throat> at home team. So it, it sort of got flipped on its head that way. And Clay couldn't do a thing, couldn't hit a shot. Watching Steph do what he did, um, I think just puts a little bit more. Um, I have a little bit more faith in the Warriors after watching Sunday. Yes. Before we get into Lakers Warriors, um, I do want to mention that Draymond Green says he lost all respect for DeMontis Sabonis because he didn't shake his hand after the series. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't think Sabonis has any respect for Draymond Green. Um, you stepped on his stomach. So it, yeah, it's like you're, you guys are past that. Maybe you can go to the challenge course that the Grizzlies bailed on. They, uh, they called, they made an appointment and then they're canceling it. So maybe you two go patch it up. But like, I don't think Sabonis cares at all what Draymond Green thinks about him. No, not. Not one bit. Um, this wouldn't happen in the NHL, though. They do have the handshake line in the NHL. No matter what happens and fights break out in the NHL, they always do shake those hands. So this this might just be an NBA pro. I'm, be- okay. I'm being very sarcastic. <laughs> okay, so game one of the Western Conference semifinals tips off tonight, Tuesday night, between Warriors-Lakers. Now, a hilarious tweet I saw on Sunday said Warriors Lakers is going to be Filipino civil war. And then someone replied to me, Sybil, because that's how uh, Filipinos would actually say civil war. And so, yes, it is. It's North Cal versus SoCal. A lot of really ravenous fans for both sides of these, obviously LeBron versus Steph and, and all of the, the Warriors legends that have been a part of that. I think we can safely call it a dynasty. Mm -hmm. Um, First two games are in 
uh, San Francisco, and then they come down here to LA. I know the tickets have been astronomical. CJ was saying for one ticket, like kind of up high, it was $1,500. So it's, uh, yes, both of these like stadiums. But this is a generational series. Yes. Yes. Um, I know LeBron is past his prime. Steph is still in his prime. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would say Steph and LeBron are in the same where it's like seeing Steph be able to go, you know what? It's game seven. I'm going to turn on, I'm going to hit 50 on the road was definitely eye-opening and Mm -hmm. probably very scary to Lakers fans because you look at, at someone like Steph and you go, yeah, they just are able to pull it out at some point. And and it's sort of Brady-esque of like, doesn't matter how old I get, I still am this person at my core. I am nervous um, because of my husband. I know, I know CJ's nervous. He, he's saying it in in so many words. He's like, it's either going to be really good or really bad. I, (laughs) I, I think if you were a Lakers fan, you would have rather played the Kings. Um, Oh yes, no question. This Warriors team defending champions, yes, uh, up and down season, but they still have all those pieces. So I, I do think the Warriors probably have the edge in this. I have to say I'm very proud of the Lakers to even make it to the second round of the playoffs, given the horrendous season they had. Megan, I texted you this last night. I um, I did stand up in front of Jeannie Buss last night, the owner of the Lakers. And I just, I don't know if we think that maybe tips it positive in the Lakers direction. I did she laugh? Did you notice? So we were in a green room together. It was just mm-hmm. her, myself, and her fiance, Jay Moore. Um, so yes. you shook her hand. She introduced herself. Did she introduce herself as Jeannie Buss? No, Jeannie, we didn't, we didn't meet. We didn't meet because she was talking and I didn't want to interrupt. And like, uh, there's something about being in a green room where you're like, this is kind of like a business area. I don't want to be annoying. Like she's yeah. back here for like privacy. Well, see, in, wrestling, in like wrestling culture, if you walk into a room, you shake everybody's hand and you just say, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. So she was I like, always mid intense conversation mm. and she looked great. And then I also was like, oh, I'm going to get a chance to talk to her too. So it was like, oh, I'll let her finish. So I go up and then I had to bring up her fiance. And so then I went back into the green room and she was obviously already out in the showroom watching him. So I know she uh-huh. saw my set, but I didn't get to meet her. So like she met me technically. She okay. looked absolutely phenomenal. Great. I wanted to be like, you are a hero. You are an icon. You are like a badass female figure. Um, but I didn't get to do that. And I also, I have tons of Lakers jokes. I have a sports yeah. jokes. I didn't do any of them um, because I just had a specific set in mind. But now I'm like, if I had done some Lakers jokes, I probably could, could have gotten CJ some free tickets. So I, yeah, don't know. I don't know, though. I do feel like free, like they would have to be <clears throat> up tickets because like all the stars are out. I mean, we saw in the Knicks series how many celebrities were oh at that, those games. And I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is sitting courtside. It's going to be a bidding war to get any of these. Like, even if you're famous, you got to be extra 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 famous to sit anywhere but she did see me do stand up and and i think that bodes well i have another show tonight um and cj's actually coming with me because sebastian maniscalco was on it and he loves sebastian so cj's gonna be watching me then watching sebastian and then going out into the bar area to watch the lakers so there's a lot of moving parts wow he's gonna watch you then he's gonna mark out for sebastian and then mark out for the lakers this is gonna be this is gonna be a big night um if i had to pick a winner of these series i know you didn't ask but i'm gonna give you it anyways i'm taking the warriors who are you taking I think it's a win for the Lakers to even be here. And I hope they can play with confidence. I think if they can get Anthony Davis, they should bring you in to give the pregame speech right uh, now. I do. I give a better (laughs) one than Darvin Ham. I think we know that. If they can get Anthony Davis and LeBron clicking on the same night and do that for four games, but that's a lot of ifs. And I don't know if they have the defensive manpower to shut down Steph. Cause I'm like, who's going to do it? Austin Reeves. And I think that's a, he's legitimately good. 
He's very good. But I think trying to guard Steph is a full-time job. And Austin Reeves, they also need point production from. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you got to almost put someone on him who's not scoring. Tristan Thompson. Did you know he was on the Lakers? He's on the Lakers. (laughs) He's not not. playing, but he's on the Lakers. So it's like, if if they got someone that they can sacrifice and go, listen, D'Angelo Russell, you've been like pretty bad. Why don't you just guard Steph and try and shut him down? And then the four of us will try and score. I, I don't know. I, I see the Warriors probably winning this in six. Elsewhere in the NBA, last night the Celtics um, opened up their second round at home against the Philadelphia 76ers who were playing without Embiid. And oh my God, did the Celtics face a... I want to say embarrassing loss for this Celtics team because they're playing at home against Philadelphia without Embiid and they let James Harden go absolutely berserk there's just no excuse for that Tatum had a huge night Jalen Brown chipped in but then the rest was kind of tough and you saw Marcus Smart make these hustle plays that he loves to make but then he hurts himself when doing it and the Celtics just need to figure it out because they are a team that cannot put other teams away they get too cute and they let teams that they are better than hang around and then they lose in heartbreaking fashion like we saw recently against the Hawks when Trey Young hit the buzz beater three. I mean, it wasn't buzzer beater, but it was a 7.3 seconds left. And then we see the situation last night where Harden is able to just put the game away. Not good for the Celtics team. They need to figure out how to um, keep their foot on the gas. Yeah. I think the most embarrassing thing about it is uh, the fact that Harden was able to beat them almost single-handedly while mm-hmm. wearing that outfit to the game. It's um, <laughs> I don't know if you came up in the era of Jinkos. This was like Jinkos on on Fernando Tatis's ringworm steroids. I gotta be honest, though. I love James Harden for this reason. I just think he's so funny. Yeah, this this series, it's a two versus a three. So, you know, it's already fireworks. It's it's really intense fan bases. Boston versus Philadelphia. I mean, it's basically a Proud Boys rally. But you you do you you go, oh, my gosh, if they can beat them without Embiid, which any any team can can win without a star. like as they still have James Harden. That's the reality. He's a former MVP. Embiid is an MVP candidate. These are star star players. I just think this gives the 76ers that confidence that I was just talking about the Lakers needing to go, oh, we can beat this team. We just beat this team without our best guy. We can take them. And and I don't think the Celtics are soft. But it's like you just you see teams kind of beat up on them sometimes and and not even physically, but mentally. And it did get chippy towards the end. And it's like, guys, you can't show your frustration because you're just kind of showing your cards that they've gotten in your head. Um, I need you to hold me accountable for something. Uh, so Derek White had a great first series against the Hawks. He was so productive playing with his heart on his sleeve, being a key contributor. And because of this, I have become addicted to betting the over on Derek White points. I take alternate points. I take his total points. Whatever it is, Derek White, I bet the over on it every time he suits up and plays a basketball uniform. And I think it's becoming a problem because I did it again last night all All three legs of my parlay hit. The fourth leg was the Derek White over, and I lost. And it's so frustrating because you have a good read on the game. I had the 76ers plus nine and a half. I had Tatum's over. I had all of these great things line up, and then Derek White screwed me. So um, I need you to hold me accountable and not betting Derek White over on points. Okay, just take a just take a little breather on it. Um, the the other series we we mentioned Suns Nuggets Nuggets up two zero. Um, the Miami Heat, which I, I truly am shocked they're still in. Um, the Heat Knicks. This is yeah. This oh boy, this is really <laughs> talk about a while. Did you see what bases. Tyler Hero was wearing on the bench? No, thank God. No. Oh my God, he had this hat on. He had the beaded necklaces. I. I think we should dress up as Tyler Hero for Halloween. Just, I will just not. think about it. Um, Julius Randle did not play in game one, and the Heat were able to take it from the Knicks. Now it's being reported Jimmy Butler is injured and may not play game two. It tips off in, in about two and a half hours, so we'll see who is on the court then. 
the heat they really just are it's like you you give them an inch and they'll take a mile like but without jimmy butler they're not even remotely close to the same team especially the jimmy butler that we've seen in the playoffs no and tyler hero is is out um so we're talking about their two top top players there so I I would love to see this one go seven because these Knicks fans are just so crazy. Maybe maybe this can be like a nice little shining light for Eddie. I think he needs it. Mm. Um, so the playoffs are really heating up. A lot of fun. And I, I want the games to be close. No blowouts. The Suns need to get their head out of their and the Lakers need to play with some urgency. Oh, Suns news. Uh, Chris Paul left the game last night with a groin issue. Um, I'm not sure. He left with like four minutes to play in the fourth quarter. So uh, he he could be dealing with some stuff. And we just said that the Heat are not the same without without Jimmy Butler. The Suns are definitely not the same without Chris Paul. And I did notice last night, PJ Tucker hit Jason Tatum in the balls and he didn't get ejected. So I guess the tides have turned on that. Are all balls created equal? Hmm. We have to wonder. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with all NFL draft news. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, during the draft, I was at a restaurant. Um, my parents were in town. Conrad Are they still? Had, no, they left this morning. Thank God. Um, and my in-laws left yesterday. So everybody in one house? One big, full, happy house? Um, it, it was like moving parts. Like when my in-laws got here, my parents went to a hotel. And then when my in-laws left, my parents came back. So a lot of, um, lot of washing of sheets. So I was at a delicious Hawaiian restaurant I love in Pasadena called Canoe House. And I did have them put it on the TV. You were on a plane. I was. Um, and I paid for the Wi-Fi and the streaming was miserable. Yeah, but, I, no, but I caught the moment. There's no recourse for that. They never give no, you your money back. No, they don't. You can write an email and get points for it. And I used to be so much better about it. And now I'm like, I just don't care. Because I now I get status easily because I fly too much. So I'm like, oh, the points aren't really going to do it for me. Because when I'm when I don't have to travel, guess what? I don't want to travel. Okay, let's start with the newsworthy stuff and then we'll get into the fun stuff. Um, Bryce Young, first overall, despite all the weird rumors last week that maybe it was going to be Will Levis, who actually ended up falling to the second round. Um, The Texans drafted CJ Stroud, who then there were rumors he was going to fall out of it altogether. Let's get to the meat of this. We are just burying the lead here, Megan. You got a quarterback. Yeah. You finally got a quarterback. And from your reaction on Twitter, I think it is a quarterback you love. And we would be remiss to start this segment with anything else than getting your reaction from your new king, Anthony Richardson. I've never had a um, franchise black quarterback. We've had Jacoby Brissett, and I love Jacoby Brissett. Uh, listen, when you have been in the no man's land of Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and and a Matt Ryan who couldn't throw an egg carton if you asked him to, to have a young, athletic, just fire under him, I, I thought his his essay in the Players Tribune was so moving to see Anthony Richardson and his mom and his brother who wrote such a beautiful um, tribute to him. I'm, I'm really genuinely excited. Everyone is saying he has the most upside of anyone in the draft because I of saw his a lot abilities. of Josh Allen comps, lots of Josh Allen comps. And, and like, as a Colts fan, we've been through so much. So say this is a bust. 
Okay. That's not even the worst thing that's happened in the last one year, two years, three years, four years, or five years. Like you cannot scare us. I think there's a real possibility this guy comes in and and struggles as as rookies do. And then because of his athletic ability and size is and work ethic, he said no one's going to work harder than him. I, I think he is going to be a success because he just seems to have the spirit of someone that does not quit. And I think that's why they took him. That is who they wanted. I'm so happy that he was still there at four. Then Ursay was tweeting wild things after they'd taken him. And then we were going into the second round. And he's like, hey, who should we pick? Should we take Will Levis if he's there? He's like crowdsourcing the rest of the draft to Twitter. And I'm like, I do love, I do love the bit. I love the I love the commitment to the bit. I am thrilled with the Patriots first round draft, which is something that I rarely ever say because Belichick is notorious for trading back and oftentimes trading out of the first round and you know, just getting more compensatory picks. Um, I am terrified of him drafting a wide receiver because he said terrible track record with that. But I always just get my heart set on something boring, like an offensive lineman, but with this Patriots team, it's certainly needed. So the Patriots slated to pick at 14. They of course trade back while Christian Gonzalez, who was projected to go top 10 is sitting right there. And I'm thinking, no, Bill, don't do this again. Don't trade out of the first round. And then at 17, when the Patriots pick came up, he made me a very happy Patriots fan and drafted uh, Christian Gonzalez, a cornerback out of Oregon. I think I think this is going to be good for the Patriots. He's exciting. He's athletic. They need this. Um, and I, I'm just happy to see him draft more of like a, a sexy position in the yeah, first round. Some we flair. like that. Give now he flair. did um, he did draft a punter and a kicker, which uh, I don't. I don't love that whatsoever, but you know what? I'll take, I'll take what I can get. We're going to look at the positive. Christian Gonzalez um, is a good one. Eddie, what did you think of, uh, of your team's, your team's day? What'd they do? I love the Giants draft because you know if you, you, your social media, the team's social media accounts, they'll post like, oh, and the mock, and this person's mock draft, they have this guy, that guy, whatever. The like the Giants took Deontay Banks from Maryland, the first round of cornerback. Second round they took John Michael Schmitz, second round, and then third round they took Jalen Hyde from the wide receiver from Tennessee. In mock draft, like professional paid analysts mock draft, they had all three of those guys in different mocks going to the Giants in the first round. The Giants somehow got those guys in the first round, the second round, the third round. So number one shows that uh, mocks don't really mean anything. And even the professionals get it wrong. Um, although I will shout out Dale and Jeremiah had a phenomenal mock draft, even predicted the trade correctly with the, uh, the Cardinals and the Texans. But uh, I am thrilled with the Giants draft picks. They filled up their their holes. They needed uh, interior offensive line. They needed a receiver to help Dale uh, Jones out. And they needed some cornerback depth. And I feel like they got some of the better guys at those positions uh, through rounds one and th- uh, one through three. So uh, hats off to Joe Shane. Finally, a competent GM. I'm feeling pretty good with the Giants. So that'll be the next time I watch sports come to September. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause he's going to be bird watching until then mm-hmm. um, finding all of those <laughs> things out for us. So it sounds like we all, the three of us, you know, we had a pretty good draft, right? Yeah. I mean, well, this is the time of year where it's like fun. Cause the Colts also got a cornerback from Indianapolis. He went to mm-hmm. Warren central, which is like a perennial favorite to win uh, the state championship every year. So like, you know, we love those feel good stories. Um, now let's turn to the real feel good stories, which are the <laughs> ladies of the NFL draft. Oh boy. And the ladies were out. Now we all remember Russell Wilson's ex-girlfriend who I think I can viral. do the face. Megan has nailed the face. Our listeners cannot see it, but um, she's she's absolutely (laughs) nailing the face right now. So we all we all know um, these ladies who have their night splash and um, Will Levis's girlfriend arguably stole the night. So I I have put together for the sake of this segment, I've put together um, four draft ladies of the night. And Megan and I, were going to do a quick little draft. We're going to run through who these ladies are, what they're all about, why we should know them if we don't know them and how their Thursday evening went. So we'll kick things off with Gia Duddy, who is probably the most famous draft gal of the 2023 NFL draft. Um, We all got to know her as Will Levis's girlfriend. She was not happy on draft night when her bow did not get selected in the first round. And honestly, after getting acquainted with her via social media, it wouldn't totally surprise me if she was the one who put the anonymous Reddit post out about Will Levis going number one overall. 
Yeah, they I don't I don't think this relationship is long um, after seeing them because so Will Levis's sister was uh, really pretty, had long blonde hair for a second. I thought maybe that was his girlfriend because I couldn't see Gia. And then I realized that him and the sister had the same exact face. So I was like, OK, I think that's a family member. She was like smiling. She was like rapping, singing the songs, dancing a little bit. The His mom seemed to be trying to, you know, it's like you see someone you love going through something so public embarrassing Mm -hmm. you you can go okay I'm gonna sit here and 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 pout or I'm gonna try and in a way that's not annoying to the person going through it keep the energy up and I felt like his mom and sister were doing that and Gia was pouting and it's like Gia this is actually good for you you're getting way more screen time everyone is talking about you You she has great hair oh she looks so hot So they actually met at Penn State, which Mm -hmm. is where Will initially went. And then they went long distance, long Mm -hmm. distance in college. I'd be like, you need to break up. If I was her friend, mother, sister, I go. She did attend almost every single one of his Kentucky football games. Which Um, is stupid. And she is an influencer right now. She has over, I think she has over 300,000 Instagram followers. And I do have to say our girl Gia she is stunning. This Gorgeous. hair is just absolutely beautiful. She has the light blue eyes. She's she's really, really gorgeous. Um, and she is waiting, she was waiting in anticipation for draft day to find out where she will continue her education. She's going to be um a nurse. So she's gonna go to nursing school now somewhere in Nashville. So there's a lot of options around Nashville. So that's good for Gia, but a kind of a tough, a tough look for her on draft night. I think it will be hard to bounce back from this perception. And she may just be genuinely upset. Like it may not be a reflection of him. It may just be like, oh, this sucks. And I'm not used to having TV cameras on me Mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, you know me, I make insane faces. So it's like, thank Mm -hmm. God that I was never put in this position. I do have to imagine that Gia's DMs (laughs) were blowing up from guys that were saying, hey girl, I'm actually not on my rookie contract anymore. So... If Shorty wants to swing this way, I got a car for you. Okay, Ooh. Megan, who's next? Um, Our next prospect, this, I mean, she might be my favorite. Her name is Frankie Komet. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because it is familiar, especially to our very own Eddie Spaghetti. Cole Komet played tight end at Notre Dame, and now he is on the Chicago Bears. Frankie is his younger sister, and she just so happens to be dating uh, Lucas Van Ness, who is a defensive lineman, linebacker, defensive end, kind of like that hybrid role for uh, the Green Bay Packers. He was drafted by them in the first round. Um, he went to school at Iowa. Both of these two are from the suburbs of Chicago. It Barrington. Is so- and they are he is the most Barrington looking man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they call him Hercules as his nickname. Um, <laughs> Frankie seems like an athletic chick. Um, their relationship is kind of under wraps on social media. It's not that they're not public about it, but they are not in your face about it, if that makes sense. And Frankie's brother, Cole, is actually represented by the same agent as Lucas Van Ness. But the reason Frankie stole the show um, on draft night was because when Lucas's name was called that he got drafted, she, of course, gets up. She hugs Lucas. Lucas has these beautiful sisters that everybody thought he was also dating. Yeah, we thought there was a sister-wife situation. Yeah, there's three hot women in this this situation, and then the mom is hot, and then Frankie goes to hug dad and dad on camera taps Frankie's little booty yeah. um, live on TV. Yeah. And it was a hilarious moment. I did some research on the dad. He is a chiropractor. So he's which, used to touching people. Which isn't real. Yeah. And um, he, I think he might've just got caught up in the moment and like thought he was out with the bros and no. did a little butt tap. No, well, I, no, Megan, this is what I think. I, you and I have both had our butts tapped by men. See, I'm always like, oh, oops, he thought I was a boy. Oh, no, 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 no. I've had, I, no, I've had my butt tapped. I've had my neck rubbed. I know what dad does. Dad, dad is a, he's done that to waitresses before after they took his wings order. He, that's just, he, I, 
when he saw that played back, he's like, yeah, I don't get what the issue is. Um, <laughs> I guess it does beg the question because th- there was some confusion about how many girlfriends Lucas Van Ness had, because the re- the reason there was confusion is it seemed he kissed all of them in a way that wasn't sisterly, brotherly. Like it was like there there was an interaction where you go, wait, OK, he kissed that one. So that must be his girlfriend. Well, oh, nope. Now he's kissing that one. Oh, now there's another one he's hugging and kissing every single way he kissed his sisters the same way he kissed his girlfriend is what I'm trying to say. So that's where the confusion came from. They, they were like a classic movie draft family. Like you they just, were very good looking. Um, It sort of reminded me of Hutchinson's family yeah, last absolutely. year because yes. the Hutchinson's were all really hot. Okay. Now give us um, a mama. So I put this one in here for you. Um, we're doing, since it's ladies of the draft, I included a mom, a MILF, if we will, Kimberly Stroud. And let me tell you, she is a MILF. Keep Zach Wilson away from this hot mama because the mother of the second round overpick, CJ Stroud, stole the show on the red carpet with many fans reacting to her appearance on draft night. However, uh, However, it's not just her looks, Megan. This woman has been through a lot. Um, So she raised CJ as a single mother because um, CJ's father was um, put in prison and he is still in prison at this moment. He is eligible for parole at age 74 years old. Um, It left Kimberly in a really tough spot. She had to support four children all by herself. She was employed as a property manager at numerous Four locations. She uprooted the family many times into smaller homes. Eventually, she faced the danger of eviction from a condo unit prior to <sighs> accepting a job running a storage facility. Um, she got this new job and the family was able to live in an apartment above the facility's office. Um, and it really changed their life. So CJ Stroud was quoted on draft night saying, my mom, she had to play both roles for a while, both mother and father. And my sister has been nothing but supportive through everything through thick and thin. So I'm super blessed to have a mother like I do. She's beautiful. And that's where I get my looks from. And I put her in a little slide. Absolutely stunning as well. Just so these are the draft day stories that um, I think we all we all live for, and we're all rooting for CJ Stroud. I mean, what a moment for his mom and his family, because things easily could have turned out different for someone with CJ circumstances. So I I love that story. I love his mom and um, she looks so great. Okay. So our final gal is Daniela Lucari. This is special to you and Eddie because her, her fiance, John Michael Smith is going to be playing for the giants. But this picture that you have here, they're all in White Sox gear. So yes, they are from proud Southsiders. He okay. talked about it in all of his draft interviews. And Southsiders are known for being more blue collar, um, working class. Yes. Um, you know, pull your bootstraps up. And he talked about that a lot in his interviews that he was a proud Southsider. So it stood out to me and I had to put this picture in. Now, Daniela is his fiance. Um, I was on their wedding website earlier. It's not creepy. You just Google a name and it shows up. I didn't creep that hard. I swear you guys, but they did put their registry on private. I was going to send them something, but I guess we'll have to wait. Um, they've they've been together. together. They've been together since sixth grade. Well, they met in sixth grade. They started dating at the end of high school. Oh, okay. So that's kind of like my parents who met in fifth grade and then started dating when they were 22. Okay. I like that. I I knew CJ for eight years like a friend-based relationship. He says that he's loved her since sixth grade. I'm sure that's what you have to say. Um, Danielle is a dental hygienist. Mm -hmm. um, She already graduated, graduated college. She's really cute. She loves to bake. She's just like a classic pretty girl. Um, he's a he's like a big palooka, as my dad would say. He Eddie, he looks like he's gonna be good for for the Giants. Um, I I really like them. They're engaged, so that may, they were long distance for five years. I, listen, more power to you. I will be encouraging my children and any loved ones to not be dating long distance in college. I think it's a time to have some fun if you know what I mean um but I wish them well they're getting married in the Bahamas and that was my dream so we will be following I want to see her because her hair looks beautiful and she's just going to the White Sox game so I know she's going to be absolutely glam gorgeous on wedding day Megan are you ready for our draft I'm ready um do you want to go first yes and with the um 
with the first pick in the ladies of the draft, Megan Fun of Sports draft, I will be selecting Kimberly Stroud, CJ Stroud's mother. They, a mom and son, they're they're in it the, for the long haul. You know, I'm a mama mm-hmm. of a boy. You're not getting rid of me, Conrad. So I just think she looks so gorgeous and and to hear how much she sacrificed and was able to do to support her son. I love her. Uh, I love that pick. I knew you were going to take it first. It is a good one. Um, with the second overall pick in the 2023 NFL gals draft, I am selecting Frankie Komet out of the University of Iowa. I love this girl. It seems like she fits in right with the family. Um, dad loves her. So, you know, she's a winner. I think she understands the NFL lifestyle. Um, I think this Lucas Van Ness, Cole Komet brother-in-law situation could be fantastic. I would love to see content from the bachelor party for these things, really elevate Cole Komet's profile, elevate Lucas Van Ness's profile and two Chicago kids. What more could you ask for in this situation? So I love my girl, Frankie. Okay, now I'm going to pick kind of a wild card here. I'm actually going to go with Gia Duddy. And not because I think her and Will are going to stay together, but because I think Gia's a star. She's so gorgeous. And I think she probably already has so many opportunities, given that she's got that Instagram following, that social media foundation, and now has been like thrust into this stratosphere. Bull prediction, I think we're going to see her on The Bachelor. I think she I has see it bachelor sure. level. She already has a gown. Um, she's just so pretty. Like, we're going to see her on television, working, maybe hosting things. Gia, our girl, she's going to be just fine. And so is Will, I think. I don't want Gia. him to be, like, really good because they're in our division. But I, I, Gia's got a bright future. Yeah, Gia, I she's going places. I don't know if it's with Will, but listen, girl, that is okay because he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. That's weird. He's your Very college weird. boyfriend. That's not that, that rarely ever works out. She is she she's got a lot going on for her. Just don't get too comfortable in the nursing scrubs because you no. were made for television. She's not going to be a nurse. Um, all right. So I am going to take, there is only one pick left and I got to say, I am quite happy with this pick. I got Daniela, uh, Daniela Smith is going to be her name. Daniela Lucari Smith, uh, will be my pick. She is from the South side of Chicago. Maybe she can come to the White Sox game when I throw out the first pitch. Um, I think New York might be a lot for them. That is my biggest concern with this couple. They've known they're each gonna other. Live in, they're going to live in New Jersey. They're not going okay. to live in Manhattan. They're going to live. They can't. No. no. New York no, no, no. is going to be a lot for them. They seem like they would fit really well in Green Bay. So that's that's a concern of mine as they enter this time. I mean, he went to college in Minnesota. But I think she's got a good thing going as a dental hygienist. I think with the Giants, she's going to be a part of the women's group. I think she'll probably, they'll start their own family charity or something something where they rescue a bunch of dogs and post about it on Instagram. And I think this is, this is going to be good for her, a bright future for Daniela Lucari Smith. Maybe they can rescue the White Sox. Um, Megan, thank you so much for all of your research on these gorgeous ladies. Um, Speaking of White Sox, now we know they have rebounded. I guess if you can call one in 10 in the last 11 stretch is that. We're back. We are back. Uh, yeah, you are back. Um, <laughs> in MLB news, Bryce Harper is to return to the Phillies on Tuesday. Now, Conrad's birthday party was Conrad Con themed. And so we said, just wear anything, dress up in a theme that feels inspired by Conrad's like. So a lot of people came in sports gear. Um, we had a family there in head to toe nuggets gear. And then my other friend, Dan, he was in a Phillies hat. And he came up to me about 30 minutes into the party and said, oh, so your dad's a Phillies fan. And I go, no, he is not. <laughs> I don't know. And he goes, oh, he told me he's a Phillies fan. I'm like, I have literally never heard my dad utter a single word about the Phillies. And then my dad acted like I was crazy. Um, is it Schwarber who plays for the Phillies? My yes. dad was like, yeah, I love Schwarber. Meg, you know Well, that. he like, went what? to Indiana University, Kyle Schwarber oh. did. And he played for the Wareham Gateman. And then he was on the Cubs and, you know, he's bounced around. A couple yeah, but we don't like IU. So I don't know. But uh, so I guess uh, congrats to my dad that Bryce Harper is going back to his team. Um, Jacob DeGrom <laughs> finds himself back on the... I think this should be IR. No, it's injured list now. They changed it. When did they change it? 
They change it. So it used to be the DL for right. baseball. And then that became, I don't know, offensive or something like that. So they changed it oh, to the, the down low. <laughs> I'm not sure why they changed it. I think they, I don't know. It's just they, they changed, changed it the it same the year they took devil out of Rays. Yes. Um, as as our beloved Eddie, who we are feeling for, um, alluded to the Yankees last place in the AL East, tons of injuries. We're only in oh, like, Eddie, I don't think we got to give up yet. I know you're very excited about this bird watching hobby, but I'm telling you, things could not be worse for a team than they are for the White Sox. And I am optimistic. I am also insane. So that tells you everything you need to know. But I think things can happen. You know, listen, like I just keep telling myself the White Sox at the beginning of their World Series montage, they're going to play this stretch. You got to go through the tough times to get through the better ones, especially when you play a season with 162 games. It's just, it's too early. I haven't even been to a Dodgers game yet. I've been supposed to go twice. And so, you know, we're first in the NL West. I say we even for the Dodgers. And I saw this really cute hat that has like little flowers on it that I'm going to get. You know, it's really a marathon of a season. Sometimes you have to stop and go to the bathroom along the way. You know, a lot, a lot happens in the marathon. So I'm, Um, I'm optimistic for you, Eddie. It is worth noting that the Pirates, who everyone thought were going to be absolutely terrible, are in first place in the NL Central. So um, congrats to the Pirates stealing all the booty. And um, Megan, I think that's all we have today. Oh, we nailed it. You needed to be out at a certain time and we did it. We definitely did. Um, I have to go retreat to the track here in Florida and run with all of my friends. So thank you all for listening to another edition of Megan Fun of Sports. Go see Megan Gailey perform in L.A. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.